John here from the Working Class Fishing Podcast. I'm here to talk to y'all for a second about the Anchor app. Are you looking for a podcast application that performs? What about one that's free? What about one that distributes all of your podcasts to all of the major listening platforms? Well, look no further. The Anchor app can be found at anchor.fm. The Anchor app is a podcast platform that is user-friendly, and like previously stated, it's free to use. The app has been so important to us for editing out our glitches uh, due to connection errors. It's a, it can also be used on your phone. It's a fantastic application. We use it for all of our podcasts. Go ahead and head on over to anchor.fm and download the app today and get started on your podcast journey. There it is. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Working Class Fishing Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brian, and John Morris is over there to my left, your right. And uh, down below us here, we have Mr. Jason of Two Brubs Fishing. Uh, the, the other brub, Big Alex, is not available today. I think, uh, what, what was it uh, that I heard? He's down at the he's pub. He's at the pub with his mates. Oh, okay. So <laughs> have a, having a good time down at the pub, having a pint, right? So, so. I mean, to be fair, uh, he left uh, his laptop here. So I've got, his, so I've got the laptop. But, well, do you we only got it, one laptop for, for the both of us. Do you think it would uh, work out too well if he was in the pub trying to do this interview? I mean, it, it, I, that, that whole atmosphere <laughs> of the pub, right? You get, you get everybody and all that. Listen, mate, he'd either be barred from the, the pub, yeah, or he'd get the laptop nicked. <laughs> <laughs> Stolen, basically, yeah. So, so for our listeners out there that are listening to this in podcast land, if you notice, uh, Jason has a little bit different accent than the rest of us, not, not making fun of you or anything, Jason, but uh, he, he is from the UK. So he's coming to us live nighttime, his time morning for me midday for john so we're spanning like 12 time zones or something like that to make this happen uh but what makes jason and big alex special is is that they are anglers in the uk they they fish uh two big species that you will see that they fish for are xander and perch and i'm gonna let jason elaborate on all this stuff but um before I go too far into this and, and do all this crazy stuff, Jason, tell us a little bit about two brubs. Tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, tell us about your beginnings. We talked about it before and all that, but uh, you tell, you tell it so well, I'm going to cut it over to you, Jason, and, and have you uh, carry on here. Well, first of all, Brian, I'm, I'm currently residing in Belgium. Oh. Um, so uh, yeah. So I'm only going to be here for a couple of more weeks. Um, Alex, Big A is basically back in the UK. He came, he came and, to, um, and visited me a couple of weeks ago, but he went back. And the only reason I'm still here is because basically I'm not bothered with the 10 day quarantine thing. Uh, I literally, I'd go mad. I, there's no fucking way that I'll, I can manage 10 days in, in the house. No way. Give me a million quid. I'm not doing it. So I decided to basically stay put here in Belgium and wait for the, the whole COVID restrictions to, to go away, which by the looks of it ain't happening because um, the UK 
it's gone back to a red zone thing. So if I go back now, I'll have to do 10 days uh, quarantine, which I'm, there's no bloody way I'm doing it. So uh, I kept postponing me. And basically, I, with a bit of luck, I'll be out of here, for, well, from Belgium in about two, uh, not, end, of, end of this month. Um, yeah, so like I said to you guys, uh, we start, me and my brother, we started fishing, crab fishing. We started with crab fishing uh, with my granddad. Um, five, six, I, well, at least I was five, six years old uh, when I first started. Uh, you know, then went to normal fishing with bait, plastic lures, um, and we hunting. Um, we know with guns, traps, uh, country life basically. Um, and yeah, so like you said, here in Belgium, a lot of pike. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of pikes, uh, loads of zeds, zanders perch, uh, chubs, uh, but that's about it. And we, we also do, if you look at the, the early posts uh, on Instagram, you see a lot of um, sea fish, because we do a lot of sea fishing too, okay. um, which we, we really enjoy basically. Uh, but over here, it's much easier for us in Belgium and in the, well, in the UK, it's, we can do a bit of both uh, sea fishing, canal fishing, uh, but here in Belgium, I basically always go at the same spot, canal fishing, and I target uh, zanders and perch. Now that's super cool because uh, the, the zan, so the perch and the pike and the chub, we can really associate with here in the U.S. because we have those species interdispersed throughout the United States. Uh, the zander, uh, I I guess it would be closest to like, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, John. It's, it's pretty close to like a walleye or something like walleye. that. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and so being yeah, that's, that. That's my understanding as well. Okay. So now you, you also say ocean fishing. So you're, you're just fishing right off the bank there, right? Yep. 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 No uh, belly boat, no boat, no nothing. Basically, a cheap rod, cheap reel, braid, and a, and a, and a leader, and a couple of plastic years. That's it. A couple nice. of cans of beer. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, so your your average day old of school. fishing, yeah, old, old school. school, yeah. <laughs> well, your average day of fishing then is basically no different than than you know anybody else. I think a lot of people. Uh, put nope. put like the the European fishing and and the the uh, you know UK fishing up on a pinnacle here, right? Because that that's where a lot of those the same site. Yeah, yeah. It, it, a lot of like you, you read about <laughs> <laughs> you read about like the River Wye, and you read about those and and being these these fishing rivers. What what's your opinion of that? I'll I'll just flat out ask you: spay fishing, fly fishing, all that. I, I well. I've said to I've said this to John already. I, I've tried <laughs> I've tried fly fishing once, and it was a it was a it was a disaster. Basically, it was a fucking night. It was a nightmare for me. I just it, I hated it. I, I I hated it. Too too many skills involved, which which I don't have. 
I don't have it. So I'll leave it to the, the pros, yeah? I said, I tried it once, that's it, done me, but I'll leave it to the other people, to the proper ang anglers, basically. Um, There's nothing improper. Yeah. Oh, okay, go ahead. Oh, there is, there is. I, I like literally, I should be banned from fly fishing. It, it was, I was that bad. In it. I was literally that bad. It, nah, it was, it was a, it was a bloody disaster. It was crazy. I mean, it was, and funny story. Uh, we once went uh, carp fishing uh, with me, me bruv Begay, yeah. And this is maybe four or five years ago, and we actually like a cousin of us landed up all the gear for carp fishing we even had the tent and i was staying overnight and um we fucking hated it like we <laughs> casted the, the thing inside the, the feed or whatever you call it yeah and uh we start you know we start drinking like we start with, with the beer ended up with uh drinking whiskey we're mixing everything <laughs> went to the corner shop there's like a corner shop a couple of miles down the road we went to got more cans and more booze and we li we literally passed out we we were we was we was completely plastered we literally passed out yeah and woke up and some <sighs> git and some git nicked our all our gear we woke up yeah yeah oh shit and oh. some git nicked all our gear the rods everything yeah the, the everything so we, we basically had to go back and, and pay for, we had basically had to go back to the shop, get new gear to give it back to our cousin. And we said, that's it, that never again. It's, we haven't got the patience and, you know, respect to carp anglers because literally the, I know some of them sods think that they're the real anglers. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's just not for us. We, well, it, it wasn't for me anyway, because I, I just <clears throat> haven't got the patience. I just can't cast something, leave it there for, for whenever, you know, if bloody carp comes in and oh, eats the bloody... <laughs> no, nah, I can't do it. I, I like casting, retrieving, cast, retrieve, cast, retrieve. And so I tried fly fishing, I tried carp fishing, and it ain't for me. <laughs> well, that, 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 that lines it out right there. Now, John, I don't know oh, if you've does. heard of this vernacular before. Maybe you have. Uh, something something us western guys we don't call carp and hold them in high regard as like a carp or or you know anything like that we call them sewer salmon where i'm from so so if you want to really twist somebody up <laughs> call them a sewer salmon i'll tell you what they put up a hell of a fight especially if you snag one with a twitching jig i can tell you that you do, from yeah the, yeah that i mean that thing just rips and pulls and you think you got a salmon and then you reel it up and it's a giant goldfish well for us it is anyways uh, not a, not a lot of high regard. Now, now That's I can the way it should be. <laughs> it's one of those things that you see, they're always like, they're holding it in front and they're always well proud and going, Oh yeah, I caught a fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't, you know, uh, uh, I, I want to see more Xander. I want to see more perch. I want to see more pike. I want to see I want to see you guys on a Wells catfish. Now, now tell us about that, that predator, because I've seen those things blow up some stuff. Uh, ha have you had the opportunity to fish for those Wells catfish? Me or John? Uh, no, you, Jason. Oh, me. What, for perch and, and Xanders? 
uh, well, there's a there's a catfish species there in the UK called the Wells catfish. Uh, yeah, there is. There is. No, I've never I've never, ever, ever caught one. Never. But from what I've heard, they're like they give a really good fight, like a really, really good fight. They're huge, man. Those, yeah, those... they're massive. They're yeah. massive. <clears throat> Absolutely. They're massive. But they usually, from what I've heard, from what I know, they're usually always at the bottom. And um, they, they, apparently, I, I, mean, I, don't know, I don't know if this is true or not, but they, they literally go for anything. You can chuck, you know, you could cast a, a piece of meat, a spare rib or whatever, and they'll literally go for it. Wow. And they give... Like a, they give, from what I heard, uh, like um, a brilliant fight, brilliant. That that would some be. Of, some say, and like John said, there there some of them are well massive, like, like they're huge, huge. Yeah, there's there's some really impressive fish species that that you guys have there in the UK. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't want to steal all your thunder, John, here. So just jump in. Oh, whenever. no, you're good. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm fascinated. <laughs> I, honestly, I'm fascinated by European angling. Like, and, but I think I'm more fascinated with it because, yes, there is a Brian, water. we're not European anymore. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you guys Bre- had the Brexit, Brexit thing. Yeah, Brexit. Okay. Yes. Well, you're Come not- on. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back the pound, right? <laughs> like, we've still got the pound. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you never went to the Euro. You guys didn't sell out. <laughs> nope. Good. <laughs> nope. So, so, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, John. So, dude, you were, you were talking about your braid, and it reminded me of a conversation we had a long time ago, a couple months back anyway. And you were like, you got it hung up and uh, you couldn't get it out. And you were like, yeah, there goes like 30 quid of braid. Yeah. And I was like, what? Oh, yeah. And I went, I went and checked out the price conversion to make sure I wasn't just arm. losing my. It costs an arm and Is a leg. It? I don't know yeah. about you guys back in the States. No, but dude. In the UK, it costs an arm and a leg. Like, a, like we're talking about the cheap ones cost maybe 20 quid like for a decent one yeah decent braid maybe 20 quid which is maybe 25 dollars i don't know uh but no that's yeah, that's like 20 20 quid is like 45 dollars oh there you go yeah yeah and <laughs> I, I, I i lose that amount on a weekly basis <laughs> I'm, that, I'm that shit <laughs> and you know the funny thing is the funny thing is yeah I know where there's snags. I know, like, I literally, when I cast, I go, right, at, at that at that exact point there, I need to, to bring Milera up towards the, the top of the water because, like, there's a snag there. And every single time I snag on the, at the same place. So <laughs> over, at that particular point, yeah, there, there must be at least 50 years of mine and God knows how many yards of, of braid. You ever think about getting scuba gear? It's crazy. <laughs> go dive back down there and go on. Nah, nah mate, you wouldn't want. Nah, mate, you wouldn't want it. It's the water is green. Oh like, yeah. There's the stuff. The stuff that I see: masks, condoms. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, dead pigeons, dead ducks, uh, sheep, dead sheep, dead pigs. I'm surprised I haven't 
haven't seen a body yet over there. <laughs> don't, don't don't push your luck. You might. <laughs> sounds like sounds like Hannibal Lecter's uh, uh, bird bath. <laughs> that's the that's one of the reasons why I I I I'm not going to say I always catch and release. Like I, I I'm not going to say I always release the 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 fish I, I catch, but that's I tend not to to keep the fish uh, I catch there. Uh, and if I do, I if I, I I have kept a couple of zanders from there, um, and I usually put them in a in a thing I got out in the garden, and I keep them there for four or five days just to keep clean, you know, the insides of them, and then and then fry the little bastards. Yeah, but yes, yeah, it's, it's well polluted. It's not. It's just not worth taking the risk. Like God knows what there's inside them. Absolutely, but. You know, you are. You know, we've been. You were saying about Xanders and and perch, but one of me and, and John knows this. Uh, <laughs> one of my dreams is to catch largemouth bass. Oh, I mean, yeah. I see them videos <laughs> you guys post on on Instagram, and I'm always, oh, I wish I was them. I was like, it's it's just it's it's one it's one of my dreams basically. That along with going uh, to the, to the states. I've never been to the states. And um, shagging J Lo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Of> the missus. <laughs> I hope she can't hear you. Well, she oh. knows it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so so you're here's what you want to do when you come to the United States, in whatever order, shag J Lo. And catch a largemouth bass. Yep. And that's all that matters. Yeah, screw the monuments. <laughs> screw the history. Everything else. Catch a bass and hook no, up. Oh, no, I, oh, no. Well, not, not screw this history. Enough, but, um, I'm just kidding. But yeah, so them two. And 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 go to one of your barbecues, mate. Because I've heard you've got some wicked barbies over there. Oh, yeah. Not out yeah. on the Their west. ribs. Not, not out on... Uh... Well, there's some on the West Coast. But you need to come to my neck of the woods. Yeah, yeah oh, for sure. Man. Texas, it, it would man. Be a dream the yeah. Oh well, you know. So you guys call it you. You guys call call them a, a cookout, yeah? Or a barbecue, yeah? Mm-hmm. Or just a barbie, yeah, barbecue, yeah. Nah, because I, you know, whenever I'm watching films, and sometimes you see, you know, down in Texas, um, r- r- restaurants and you know, or co- people having barbecues with the ribs, I'm like, oh, I'm dribbling. I'm like, oh, <laughs> and I've tried to do it myself, like, you know, with, you know, uh, brushing. The barbecue sauce on the ribs and stuff, or but it, it just it for some reason it, it don't come out right. It, it just doesn't come out right. It's quite, it's probably because us Brits are basically rubbish at, at cooking. Or <laughs> well, I don't know. You guys, you guys got some well, pretty remember, famous chefs that came out of Britain, but uh, you know, yeah, well, what Gordon Ramsay and the other <laughs> Mar- Marco game, Pierre White or whatever, Jamie Oliver. Whatever. Oh, Jamie Oliver. Yeah, <laughs> nah. It's, yeah. It's, I can't remember who said it, but he, he once said that the Brits should serve uh, in, the English breakfast three times a day because that's the only thing they can cook. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, hey, what about fish and chips, man? I mean, it, that, it, it, you guys are oh, like yeah. father. No, that's, yeah. 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 So, no, yeah, yeah. We're good. At, no, yeah. We're good at that. Fish and chips. Yeah. With yeah. vinegar, salt and vinegar. Yes. Yeah. Lovely, See, lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. Like that. Boom. Yeah. Well, that's what you and, know, and I, I, the Cornish pasties. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, those those would I, be good. I don't even know what that is. Oh, did we lose Jason? Well, hopefully his stream didn't break down too much. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'll go ahead and pause. Okay, so what is a Cornish? Yeah, no, so it's. I think you guys call them empanadas. It's basically pastry. It's it's meat, potatoes, onions wrapped in pastry, in you know, sort of like a, a D shape, mm -hmm. and um, it's oh, they're really good. They're really tasty. Well, I like them anyway. So, um, but yeah, so that with fish and chips, uh, proper fry up English breakfast. Yeah, Cornish pasties. Sausage rolls, the haggis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although that's Scottish, but that's Scottish, but um, yeah. yeah. My grand was Scottish, so I can kind of, um, I can, yeah, and I was, the bat, do you know, have you ever heard of a battered Mars bar? No. Oh, is it like, a, it's like a, it's like a fried uh, Mars, candy bar, right? Yeah. Oh, fried yeah. battered Mars bar. It's basically a Mars bar, yeah, the chocolate battered and deep fried oh yeah son son we, we've got like a we've got deep fried oreos i swear to god you could you could son you could deep fry anything and it'd be good you could take a football yeah i bet it tastes good you know what i mean but we got deep fried oreos dude we got deep fried snickers oh, son yeah. what about twinkies son. twinkies oh yeah no dude them are good yeah Twinkies, what's that? Oh, it's like, oh man, the so name like, rings a bell though. The name rings a bell, but uh, I do. You, do I don't you guys know what... have like angel food cake by chance? Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's kind of like the same fluffiness. Wrapped, it's not the same to chocolate with a biscuit. It's a uh, um, not not these ones. These ones is just like the cake and it's cream filled. It's more like a donut. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, and we, um, I mean, I, I haven't had any in, in, in ages, but uh, jelly deals really good. You got I don't, I ain't got a, I ain't got a clue what that is. <laughs> you know, eels, mm -hmm. like oh, the eels? fish, yeah, yeah, the yeah, snake, yeah, but in, in jelly. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, really good. And we've got the shepherd's pie. We've got pork pie. See, you got yeah, more. We're, we're, we're good at cooking. You've, yeah, we're good see? at cooking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, you don't you don't have to like you know just watch Hell's Kitchen to get English cooking. You know, you just start <laughs> thinking about it hard <laughs> enough. <laughs> you know, you know what's funny, yeah. Yeah. You know what? I I don't mind Gordon Ramsay, yeah, but that prick of Jamie Oliver, whatever his name is. Yeah, he had that show called I can't remember what it was show called. But some geezer said, like, at one point he got, you know, everyone was saying, oh, it's fake. Because, like, on a Sunday morning, yeah, he'd wake up and, like, cook for his mates. And we was like, who the fuck, who the fuck wakes up on a Sunday morning and cooks for his fucking friends? <laughs> <laughs> and he did it. He, he'd done a show about it. And we're like, nah, there's no way that trick is getting up on Sunday. And it was like... And you could, you know, it was so obvious that all his mates, yeah, were 
were fake mates, like they were actors. <laughs> we're like, oh yeah, well done, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got a gar they got a garbage can. They're spitting it out when the camera turns away from. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Maybe I but, don't know. But Gordon Ramsay, yeah, he's he's a top bloke. Yeah. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. Well, I was addicted to Kitchen Nightmares. Oh, where's the lamb sauce? <laughs> <laughs> what about the bath? What about the bath? <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. So we're talking about all this great I mean, to food. Come back to your, you, you guys, the, the, the barbecues that you guys are. I mean, that would, that would be a dream come true. So like them, um, them stack houses you guys have. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah there's uh, there's something you know dude we're gonna uh, i was just gonna say we're gonna have to get send you some uh barbecue like spices and rubs and stuff i've got a bet i've got a better idea yeah give me a fucking green card i <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, it's not trump it's uh what's his face called uh, biden. Uh, biden biden yeah Give us a green card. <laughs> we'll send this straight over to the White House. <laughs> I, I think I think 90% of the people in the White House would be confused about what we're exactly talking about. They're like, let's start out fishing, then they're talking about shepherd's pie, and then fuck Jamie Oliver and all this other stuff. <laughs> <Gosh bastards. laughs> So, so with all these fish and all, I mean, we're talking about food and everything else. And uh, the thing that keeps coming to mind for me is, uh, is uh, when, when you guys are, are, are out there fishing, you guys got some crazy regulations to deal with, like as far as keeping the fish and all that. And you were talking about keeping what you could eat. And, that, and that's a totally, I admire that because so many people that go out to catch like these piles of fish and just to like show off and then half of them go to waste because they get freezer burned or you know they're not taken care of right but you guys you guys keep fish but you guys got some wild regulations as a comparison what are some of the regulations that you guys have in the uk or in europe in general versus like what we have here because people crow about regulations all the time here but what do you guys have well um a lot of different well, i mean a lot of stuff but You've got, you've got, you've got to have a rod license. This is in the UK, yeah. Laws are a bit different in Belgium. Uh, well, I think, I think you have to have one in Wales too, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, in Britain, so it would be Wales, Scotland, and and England. Okay. So you have to have a, a rod. Be uh, a member of an angling club. So. So yeah, and that and the, for example, you you've got to have a unhooking mat. So what? I don't know, I don't know how how it works in the states, but so if you get caught, if you get nicked in in the UK, um, and without a rod license or an unhooking mat, they can basically uh, take away your your gear. Uh, you'd get fined uh you'd be yeah you, you'd lose a couple of bobs um definitely um but yeah there's so many rules and restrictions and uh i mean there's even some places where you can't you can't fish uh with plastic lures 
it, it would only have to be with um, with uh, I suppose live bait and one of the I think the reason for that is like they say that if you lose the plastic you it, like it's pollution um, which I can't yeah I, I can I can understand in some way but like some place you can only fly fish yeah um, stuff like that so yeah I mean we've got loads of different um, laws and restrictions and uh, whatnot but yeah it's uh, the, I mean I can understand most of the the rules but the the unhooking mat is just ridiculous I mean I mean the unhooking mat like I can understand for carp and uh, for you know for them species but for like predator uh, fish like perch or zant you, you don't need an uh, unhooking mat. You just don't use the bloody ground. Yeah, is is the, the fish ever ever used an unhooking mat? And because I mean, I get loads of people complaining the way I release the fish. Like I just sort of like yeah, you know, John's <laughs> laughing. <laughs> right. Yeah, like you know they always want to see the proper release, like you know bending down and you know going up and down and stuff. Fuck that. I mean, it, yeah. it's just, they're hardies, yeah? They, they're all right. Exactly, yeah. It's like, I'm, I can understand for carp and, like, big fish that need sort of, like, if they've been out of the water for, you know, three, four, five minutes, you know, for, for them dickheads to take all them pictures, you know, with the carp and, you know, yeah. and all different angles, you know. Fair enough, yeah, give it a... But, like, Zed's, it's, what, 40 seconds out of the water, took a couple of pictures, just chuck the fucking bastard back in. He'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, when yeah. people... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, in some parts of the... Especially in sort of uh, private properties, they, they'd ask you to, like, why why you're taking the picture, yeah? They, they ask you to kneel down just in case the bloody fish falls and hurts itself. And, like... Uh, not to chuck it back in and not that you know always always answer them people saying oh you shouldn't chuck the f fish back in the water i was like when you go to the fucking swimming pool yeah and you drop you dive off the diving board does it hurt does it hurt it, it don't hurt same thing for the fish and in some cases i know this for a fact yeah especially for xanders it's actually better because the shock with the with the water it, it basically wakens them it wakens them up basically again and if you look at some of the videos, the releases I do, you see that the fish go straight down to the bottom and they're fine. They're, they're like hard bastards. They're, they're hardies. Well, uh, what I was going to say to that, so, go ahead, John. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, like every, everyone holds a fish, you know, everyone has their own species and some people just, you know, fish in general, they, they hold them in really high regard, which I appreciate. But at the same time, you didn't catch the fish. It's really none of your business. Mm -hmm. you, one, you know, yeah. if, yeah, you know, if, if I catch a fish, I can do whatever I want with it as long as it's legal. Right. Yep. And, you know, I only say this because I had a real close friend of mine. He got, he got really upset about, um, about something uh, someone called a lionfish out in florida which is i don't know if you're dangerous with them. Mm -hmm. 
to an extent they are very dangerous they're and they're an invasive species and anyway this guy caught it and he cut all the barbs off of we it. do the same yeah cut them all off and my, my friend was really beside himself which is understandable he was like why would you do that to a fish and i was like well man it's i, I actually called people uh, step on them and yeah, yeah I, you know I, I called florida game and wildlife that morning because i i wanted to know because the guy posted it all over instagram and that was the wrong thing to do and he was making a bunch of jokes about it you know like oh needed a haircut and then he literally posted all the pictures of him doing it which is just wrong you know like what he did not necessarily wrong because you can eat those fish it's safe it you know I had to, we talked about it for a while. Um, we both came to the consensus that it was legal, it was his fish, and we ought to just mind our own business. So we didn't say nothing to the guy, but we did. And Xander, they're, pre- they're predatory fish, man. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, they're they're hard fish man (laughs) well pc basically and and i'm just tired of them karens because now we call them karens also yeah coming out and (laughs) and and because we got so many of them back in the uk is just fucking crazy you're not allowed to say I, i mean you know the way i was brought up was um if you're fat you're fat i mean you know i'm not i'm not slim I'm, I'm proper fat. I've got the beer belly and all. Like, if some geezer comes out, so oh, that bloke over there upset about it. I'm fat. I'm fat. Yeah. I'm white. I'm white. I'm straight. I'm straight. You know, and uh, nowadays, you know, with them, uh, what do you call them? The LGB, whatever. It's, they're, they're, get, they're, getting, they're getting on my fucking nerves. It's, it's just. There's two genders, mate. There's male and female. And if you're a male and uh, you, you feel female, that's fine by me. But you've got a dick. You're a male, mate. You haven't. You, you've got a twat. Yeah, you're, you're, you're a female. <laughs> and it don't matter what you regard yourself as. It's like you can be a woman and, you know, say you're a, a, a man. That's fine by me. But in, in my books, yeah, you're, you're a woman. You're female. And that, that's it. And I can't remember because... Back in the days, yeah, we we had transgenders or transvestites or whatever. They weren't going. They weren't, uh, you know, going, oh, you know, we want uh, whatever. They, you know, they they were transvestites. They were fine by with with it, and and it 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 didn't matter to them what if we called them male or female. And and nowadays, every and it's always if you've have you noticed it's always white women. It's always white men women that start new debates and oh no i don't feel comfortable and shut the fuck up <laughs> no, your life ain't, ain't that bad you've got it good <laughs> you know, it, her, her husband's a fucking lawyer she's never worked a day in her life yet and she she's upset that, that you know some and she feels bad about it so she, they come up with all these no fuck pc mate i'm like no nah, fuck it like it's like john said it's up to you you caught it as long as you're not hurting the bloody fish, 
as long as long as you're not um, as long as it don't suffer, it's your problem, mate. You shouldn't be judging um, the, some somebody else's release or the way they treat the. But like like you said, as long as you're being, you're not hurting it and uh it's because i've heard people say oh don't you think that when they get hooked it, it don't hurt them no it don't hurt them because what people for, tend to forget yeah it's like them fish like i think it was but we call them predator fish for one reason they go after smaller species yeah and when they go for the you know a, a smaller fish them fish has got their their spines yeah and when they go and grab it a spine is literally like a hook and they haven't got any nerves in their gobs. So they don't feel a fucking thing. Literally. They literally don't feel... The, the actual hook, it don't hurt them. Unless they get hooked. Uh, it get, uh, unless they get snagged, you know, like, you know, from... But in the gob, it don't hurt them. It, it, it really doesn't. It, it really don't hurt them. Um, and also, they haven't got nerves in there. So it, it's... When they go and you know attack other fish, the, the other fish have got bones, spines, or you know whatever you call them. It's the same thing. So the, the actual hook, they might they might have this sort of feeling of un, uncomfortable fe feeling for for a couple of seconds, but that's it. That's it. You know, uh, so a big part of it. Um, sorry, Brian. I was just gonna say, hey, how's Blue? Uh, dude? The dog. Yeah, oh, she's, getting, she's getting on me fucking nerves. <laughs> she's always. I'll tell you what, she's smarter than I am. <laughs> she is, she is, she is. She so, is, yeah. She's oh, she's well smart. I, I was just gonna add in on that. Um, you know, when people they, they they start talking about like fish handling and like, oh, don't grab it like this and handle it like that and everything else. If you've ever watched the mating cycle of a fish, uh, uh, and and you guys have salmon there, uh, and and so you go watch salmon spawn, you'll see two buck salmon, you know, males. They'll they'll get into a spawning red. One will grab the other one. They'll oh, rip yeah. a chunk out yeah. of the side and they'll fling them up the side of rocks. They pound back down. The other one that got tossed up the side of the rocks with a chunk ripped out of it flies towards the other one, and they basically have a death oh, match. Yeah. Straight away. Uh, yeah, it, it it's unbelievable. Uh, fish. Fish are incredibly tough. How how you handle them is they up are. to you. But the, uh, I'll tell you what: when you catch a load of catfish and you throw them in the boat, and they're alive eight hours later, uh, even after you whack them, and they're still, you know, the, 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 there's just something. Some of those species can live and live and live and live and live oh. out of water. Oh, yeah. But that's that's just their their genetics. But um, you know, the, 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 the release mat and all that kind of stuff. I, I have to look into that because that's, that's something that's totally foreign to me. That, that, that sounds weird because it's, we don't even have that. It's crazy. Kind of, yeah. That's, uh, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what, Brian, if, if me granddad, yeah, God bless his soul, uh, knew I had a, a unhooking mat, which I don't, he'd turn in his grave, mate. He'd literally turn in his, like, he would, I, I mean, I'm not going to say the word, but you know which word I'm, you know, uh, he'd literally, he'd call me a, a puff. Excuse me, French. <laughs> Shout out to Matty B. Real yeah. adventures with Matty B. He, know, he knows what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, bloke. <laughs> 
Dude, Maddie's hilarious. He's, he's a legend. He's um. a legend. I call I I nicknamed I nicknamed nicknamed him the the Godfather of Bash. Yeah. That- he literally I've got I've got this this impression, yeah, that whenever Matty costs something, it don't matter what it is, as long as he casts something out, he's gonna catch something. He literally, he has caught every single, I mean, he's he's caught so many different species. It's just crazy. Just crazy. He's a, he's a top angler. Uh, he knows his stuff. And uh, positive attitude. Always up for a good laugh. A bit like us, basically. Dude, he... Like, you yeah. know, John, you, Brian, uh, Brandon, the Goldtuff angler. Yeah. Hello, British angler. You know, always up for a good laugh. Because I suppose that's what our community is about, is, you know, some of us know more than others, uh, but there's this sense of um, brotherhood, yeah, that we're, we're all part of the same family. And it don't matter if you're in the UK, in the States, in wherever, yeah, it's like we're part of this big family. And yeah, we, we do get in, you know, sometimes in, in, some, in, in some arguments and we're not always... Uh, we don't always agree on everything, but and I think that I think that's what the the fishing community is all about. I've met I've met you know people that I, I wouldn't have dreamt meeting, like John, you know you Brian Brandon that stuff you know uh, Matty B. The, I mean so all people on the other side of the pond, mate. Where I've never I've never been. It's it's just crazy. It's just crazy, and that's what that's why I get really upset when I see people you know um judging other you know judging other anglers for for god knows what reasons we know about the unhooking mat and and there's a way to say it. right fine you're not you're not happy with what he's done but there's a way to say it you don't have to go there and uh, say it publicly you can you know send him a private message whatever you yeah. call them pm or whatever say look mate I'm, I don't agree you know you hurt the fish or I don't agree with the way you released it you know stuff like that My sons, yeah, they're always taking the followers. And I'm like, look, this always taking the piss out of me, yeah. And I say, look, no, it's I've met people on Instagram that are really, I literally feel like I've known them for ages, yeah. Um, and I get along really well with them. And like, I, because you know, for for some reason, I've never been to the states, yeah. I'm not going to go into it, but. Um, that's the like the, the YouTube, Instagram has brought me closer to stuff that I like, I admire, like the states or you know bass fishing, stuff like that. And that's why it's it should be, we should respect that and and not always judge and go straight you know to um, oh and judging and name calling because you know he, he 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 didn't release the fish the proper way or stuff like that. It's you know that's what I'm happy. That's why I'm really I. I really appreciate you guys because like you invited me to your show, the podcast, whatever you call it. And I, it's, it, it's something I, I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't have been able to do like so many years ago, like 10, 20 years ago, I could only dream about the States. I could only dream about bass fishing because, you know, back in the UK, unless you got the dish, the satellite dish, you only get BBC one, BBC two, ITV channel four, channel five five channels and none of them are showing fishing or whatever like so 
that's what I'm really grateful um, you know about YouTube, Instagram, because I've met so many top pieces there and nice people, regardless though you know they can be from the UK, the States, the Europe, or whatever. It's it wouldn't have been possible so many years ago, and that's why I really really get upset with them people you know going public and, and judging and you know name calling people because they didn't release it a certain way like Brian said, or they're uneducated. Yeah, they might have. PhDs or whatever, you know, PhD, master degrees in whatever, yeah, but they're not country people. They don't know. They've never, they've never been fishing or hunting. They don't know. They're just there judging us for what we do, what you know, what our, our hub, you know, for hobby. And they they go straight into because we're talking about them vegans. They don't know about fishing. They just don't. They they don't know. They think that a hook will hurt the fish, but it, it, it's not true. Or well, the way we re release it sometimes, the unhooking mat. Look, it, it don't matter if you unhook it on an unhooking mat or the or grass, the fish will be fine. It'll literally be fine. So yes, yeah, so cheers guys for, you know, I'm, I'm really great, grateful uh, that I, I, I got to know you guys. Um, you know, and so many other people from all over the place, all over the world. It's, it's just, it's just, it, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. Dude, it likewise, it really has been. I, I remember, I think, I think I met F, right? Or ETH, I don't know how to, I, Ethan, I call it, yeah. 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 Uh, I met, His I met. This is going to give, give birth now. Real, real, yeah. yeah, real soon. He's about to be a dad. Oh, yeah. He's excited. Uh, you know, I met him through Brandon and then I very shortly after I, I saw that you commented on one of his things and that's how we started kind of talking and, you know, um, you, you're, you've been a top, you're, you're a gent, dude. I, I love the shit out of you, bro. Like, I wouldn't, say, I, you, I wouldn't call myself a gent, but no, I, no, you know, like, you know, but you're real and you're, you're yeah. kind, you, you know, but it's, it, it's, we really have been very blessed and fortunate in the, our Instagram community for the fishing side anyway, that we've yep. got a lot of good folks. Oh, yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of asshats out there oh, yeah, too. Obviously. Don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of really good people there too. There is. Oh yeah. And I mean, we know what's crazy is, is the fact that, um, you know, some like, like you were talking about ETH, he, he was like, he started the, the West Midland guy's going to kill me. I can't remember the bloody name for it. WM Angler. Yeah, West Midland <laughs> something, yeah. Uh, and he, he, you know, he was saying that he got so much hate comments. Um, and I'm like, fucking hell, mate. He's like, he, he's he's not gaining anything from it. He's uh -huh. not winning money, you know, earning money. It's just like out there promoting people's accounts and stuff like that. And he's just doing, I, I, I mean, I know for a fact that he's spending, he spends a shitload of time uh posting them pictures and com like some you know because like some sometimes when i whenever i post a pic i'm just not bothered writing anything i just go uh here's today's catch or whatever he literally goes on and writes a shitload of stuff like really in, he goes into details yeah and like he must spend time like he, he, i'm i'm sure you don't you don't come up with it just like that he spends he literally spends time you know to come up with that stuff 
like Brian is doing with his page and, and you know, Brian, uh, John also, you know, he, he sometimes, and I really take the time to go to read through the whole comments. Yes, you do. Because um, I know you guys spend time doing this, I, even with them post podcasts. It's, it's just out of respect. And obviously I'm interested in what you guys are saying and writing or whatever, but sometimes I do it out of respect. You know, with Brandon, sometimes he goes on, you know, he, he goes, he talks about his um, his military background. I, I know I know John is, is uh, um, an army vet. I, probably you, Brian, too, yeah? No, I'm not, actually. <laughs> oh, sorry. You, you look like one anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, look, I, you look like one. I don't think but, I've ever... Like Brandon, you know, out of respect, if he, you know, if, if he took the time to write all that stuff, I'll go for it. And I'm not, listen, I, I dropped out of school when I was 15, 15, 16. I drop, I'll literally, and I'm not good with words or numbers, but I'll take the time to read through it. And, I, you know, I, if, if, if I like a post, if uh, I'll, I'll take, I'll do, I'll do, I'll make an effort to try to post a comment because I know it helps. It gives, uh, it, it, it helps sometimes. And it's, just like and it don't matter you know they can put a thumbs up or whatever it's just and i'll take the time to, re to respond to it too so and that's why I, that's what's good with this fishing the, this angling community that like we all got each other's back in some kind of way um especially you know with with because there's people out there we we they they're in it they're in it for the fun for the pleasure but like i can't remember there's one scottish bloke uh, instagram accounts called uh fishing for mental uh, awareness or something something like that scottish bloke top bloke like he's he literally admit he wrote that he he's in it to help himself to sort of because uh, he has mental uh issues and it helps him you know how can you not just take the time to give him a, you know once every you know a thumbs up or you know well done made good catch mm -hmm. and stuff like that it's sort of a therapy it's a yeah, that's it. It's a therapy, and that's what I find really good with this fishing community. And I just wish more people, because maybe out of the whole fishing community on Instagram, maybe only thirty or forty percent of us take the time to respond to someone's post or comment or something. And you know, if if you're not going to write something good, something help. I'm talking for myself. I can't talk for you guys. Just unfollow me. Just unfollow me. Unfollow me. I, I don't need you. You see what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. That's what I like with this. Yeah. No. I, yeah. No, dude. Like, um, what's crazy is you, you know NorCal Tenkara. You know Nick. Yep. And Nick gets some hateful. I'm talking like absolutely hateful comments. Why? Nick is just because you know like oh you're you're killing that fish or all this other stuff and it goes back to you know like the minding your own business exactly, thing yeah. and mm -hmm. nick's one of the nicest guys i've ever met in my entire life and yeah. people are just like you said man if if you're going to take the time out of your day to do more than leave a thumbs up then why be an asshole exactly, yeah yeah you're wasting you're wasting your time because all i have to do is remove your comment and block you and i'll never hear from you again mm -hmm. 
You're wasting your time. Stop. <laughs> well, well, one thing. That's I, one of the reasons. Oh, sorry, mate. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to throw in there. Um, one of the one of the big things that that I have come up against in in a lot of respects uh, to to that is I noticed that there are a lot of people out there that act a lot tougher through a keyboard or through their phone than they would be in real life. And the way that I view oh, yeah. this, and this is all I'm going to say to this is, is if you wouldn't say it to that person's face, you probably shouldn't say it online. Don't say it. It, it, it's yeah. just, it goes without saying that there's a lot of what I call basement dwelling parent coattail <laughs> hanging, you know, little turds running 40 around. old virgins mate. yeah exactly exactly you're <laughs> right, hiding out in your parents, yeah you're hiding out in your parents basement your face isn't out here my face is your face is john's face is you see us on the riverbank you don't like it come up and tell us you don't like it otherwise exactly. if i see your face Shut and you're gonna up. have the nerve to say something to me guess what i'm gonna probably come up to you on the riverbank and i'm i i get a little bit unnerved oh, yeah. I, I, I get a lot I'm of gonna do time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't put up with that too well. You know, I can respect the old buzzards out there that are screaming at each other more than I can uh, uh, a guy that's uh, going to sit there and chastise me through the internet. Because number one, when I look at some of these people on the internet, they're playing vanity fair with the damn fish, you know? And like you said, you know, we, we know what a fish can handle, right? We know that we can pull it out of the water and it could probably stay alive for oh, yeah. quite a while, right? But, but you know, they're out there, they're taking pictures and making duck lips and God knows what else they're doing. You know, take a picture of the damn fish, throw it back in the river, or whack the son of a bitch and eat it. You know, it's your call. But, you know, if, if you see me taking a picture of a fish that you hold in high regard and you don't like the way that I'm holding it or something else, you know, you can message me, but uh, if you're not going to come up to me on the river and say that's wrong, and you're just going to sit there and say, well, that's not the way I do it, blah, 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 you know, and you're going to hide out in mommy and daddy's basement, your opinion means that much to me, and I really don't care. So anyways, yeah, I, my rant's I over. Mate. No, I, I agree with you 100%, mate. It's, um, you're spot on. You're spot on. It's, um, they're, they're, they're fake gangsters, basically. That's what, you know, probably they're, they're, they're upset that their girlfriend or wife or whatever is shagging someone else or, you know, and it's, it's pathetic. It's pathetic. It's just, I hate it. I, I hate it too. too. And that's one of the reasons why I never, ever, ever deleted any comments. I, I leave all comments on me posts, all of them, regardless if they're positive or not. I'll leave all of them there, all of them, because I can back my shit up. Basically, I can back it up if you're not happy with it. And like you said, Brian, it's in some way if like if they, like you said, if they've got the a, a profile picture of them, you know, because some of them, if you know, they always blur their faces out or they'll put a, a emoji or whatever you call them on their face and stuff like that, or they've got them uh, a sort of nickname on their uh, as a user account, whatever the username then you know what you're shut up if you're not like if, if you haven't got the ball to come up to me and say it in, into my face just shut up <laughs> they're bullies basically they're they, yeah, they, they bullying. are yeah it it's is bullying. bullying 
Well, and, oh, and yeah. they, they think that they, they gain man points or, you know, big, big boy or big girl points by uh, coming after some guys like us. But the problem is, is you're not really coming after guys like us. You're, you're, you're posting your, your, oh, your no. pansy ass little comment online. You know, it, like I said, you want to come out, you know, why don't you go meet Jason on the side of the canal or John over at the spillway or me down on the river? <laughs> if you want to, if you want to earn your big boy and big girl points, you know, otherwise shut up. That's as easy as oh, that, yeah. you know, and, and it bothers me because here's, here's the other thing. And Jason, you, you said it so well, there's a lot of people that put a lot of great content out there through YouTube and Instagram, is, and Facebook. Yeah. And then we also have this fantastic angling community thus far in my view. And, and you guys probably have some other people that I don't know about and all that, but in my view, our community on Instagram, which is where we've pretty much centrically focused the majority of our time with our social interaction has been a very positive community. And, and the folks Definitely, that listen to yeah. this podcast, we're, we're not talking to those people at all because the people that listen to this podcast, I mean, they're, they're just so supportive. So awesome. I, I can't say enough. Like good us. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it's all reciprocated, it, you know, us going out and commenting and liking and, you know, uh, uh, sharing the experience, even trying some of that stuff, you know, like, uh, it's just it, everybody's sharing knowledge and passion and, and care. And it, we do have a great community. And we have people well of all different races, all different backgrounds, everything else, and everybody yep. gets along. And that's the that's the amazing part of the community that we have is that that's the beauty of it. Yeah, yeah. It really is because we have some wonderful people. We have people internationally that, that we would never cross paths otherwise, but we, we all love to fish. We, we love to catch fish. And, and the thing is, is that the, the folks that we all jive with really well, it, it's just been amazing. So like you're, you're a big part of that community for us, Jason, because you come out, you, you like and comment, but you also put out content. You take the time to do the editing and the music and you put out content and it's entertaining. I, uh, I, I've, uh, the GoPro does everything, mate. <laughs> 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 I, I literally spend maybe two minutes doing it. And our shit vid, and I, I tell you the truth, basically, me bruv does all the work, but he, he I know he knows shit all about uh computers yeah and uh he, he know i mean he's admitted that gopro does the app from the gopro yeah for the gopro does everything for you he just i don't know how he does it he kind of uploads a couple of videos uh inserts a text something whatever yeah and the gopro app does everything <laughs> for him and he basically he, he publishes it hey, there's, so there's not much that. work involved in it yeah. No, dude. There's literally there's nothing wrong with that, man. Like, <laughs> but we're not pretending. I think that's what yeah. that's what. Like, uh, we're not we're not pretending that we do spend hours and hours and hours, you know, editing and stuff like that. We're literally we're we're uh, like you guys. We're we're genuine. We're like working class people. We come from a very working class background. Uh, you know, we were brought up. You know, we. I mean, there was always, you know, our dad, as our parents, our parents, I should say, we always managed to put food on the table. I mean, sometimes it wasn't much, but it, it was enough to to fill up our bellies, yeah. And and we did that by, you know, sometimes it it, it, it meant that me and me, me and me dad, we had to go fishing to catch a couple of fish or to set a, a couple of traps 
for some rabbits or pheasants or you know and you know the, I, I think we was brought up the the right way you know we were we were brought up to respect our elders and um to respect everyone regardless of the race religion or whatever like if you showed respect to us we would show respect to you in in return and it's like brian was saying we, this fishing community is is you know blacks whites browns green you know uh women men i mean i'm thinking of texas uh, babe fishing like she was saying she was saying to me a couple of weeks back that she entered this tour tournament yeah and that um someone came up with like really sexist stuff just because she was a woman fishing yeah and she hadn't you know i can't remember what comments here like she 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 mentioned them to to me but i can't it was something like you know got maybe you know go back to to the kitchen or something like that and it's, I, I find it's like we're not all all like that you know we're not because I you know in Europe I don't know about in the states but in Europe anyways uh, if you're if you're into fishing and hunting well you're probably shagging your sister uh, you're probably a racist and you're uneducated literally it, it, it's like if you if you're into that kind of stuff like you're that's why that's what people assume you know, uh, st they're stereotyping. Like, if you like fishing, you're sort of you're a peasant basically, and you're uneducated, and you're probably racist, and you're probably sexist, and stuff like that. But it, it just stained like. So yeah, the the uh, so so we keep having these streaming things, but it's probably just because of the the data going internationally and stuff like that. So nobody nobody's to blame here, but uh, you know this is as real as it gets. So podcasting on a budget, of course. <laughs> uh, so, so Jason, you were uh, bef before I should make a donation. Yeah. <laughs> Before the internet so rudely interrupted, uh, you were you were you were speaking uh, to the 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 common perceptions of the the outdoors person, the hunter and the angler and and all of that kind of stuff. Um, you know, you you were talking about uh, just that that whole mentality people have against uh, hunters and anglers in Europe, and and I think uh, John he can he can um, resonate this with me. There, there's a very similar culture to that here in the United States as well. Um, I, a lot of people, uh, so, so uh, we're, you, you guys might call say peasant as, as being somebody of a simpler mindset. We're, we're known as rednecks or hillbillies. Okay. Rednecks. So you, you can, you can, you can add that to your lexicon of, of, of words. If you, you know, say, yeah, well, I'm a redneck, you know, somebody will be like, what the hell are you talking about? Anyways, that, that'll send somebody <laughs> sideways. But, but um, a, a lot of people regard hunters and anglers and trappers and people that spend time outdoors and drive, you know, we, you guys have a lot of vehicle restrictions here, you know, land of the free, we can have a, you know, an eight foot lifted truck with, you know, tractor tires and a V8. Fine. Yeah, I'll, we can go tear it up. Uh, th that I'll would tell be you something. We've got loads of poachers. I remember sure. that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, yes. I can guarantee you that loads of brits 
can can hunt, can fish, can go out putting setting traps out there. We've got um, like the traveling community. They can all anyone from the that is from the the traveling community can fish, hunt. They're like proper outdoor people. Yeah. Even and though, like you said, we've got um, a lot of people in, from from the rest of the world think like whenever they they think of uh, Brits, they think you know about you know um, sort of posh people <laughs> and the Queen and the Prince Charles, but or hooligans. Uh, sometimes <laughs> you know, I, I went to some places where they, oh, are you fucking hooligan? You're a fucking hooligan, and and. <laughs> supermarkets close trust me we'll still be eating we'll still be feasting absolutely oh yeah <laughs> well uh i'm into that so um so you got all these you know perceptions of of what it's all about you know with the european anglers and or you know folks that that fish and hunt in europe and like like you were saying you know with that poshness of, of people thinking that that folks from the uk or or you know they they have like a different attitude and mindset and stuff like that but but when when you really break it down um i i believe that the english culture probably has some of the oldest hunting and angling history recorded out of out of any culture at oh. all you know that's that's one thing yeah. that you can look back at is that uh, the, the, the British culture, you know, English culture and Welsh culture and, and Scottish culture, you know, however you want to Irish, Irish, Irish. Yeah. You, you, you oh, take yeah. the, the, the entire UK and, and then you look at like, uh, colonial Africa and you look at the big game hunting, like, uh, not to track off from fishing, but the, the finest, largest big game sporting rifles were made in England, Holland and Holland made these these rifles that were meant to take down cape buffalo and 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 elephants and everything else you know so so this whole hunting culture and big game culture of big game hunting some people call it trophy hunting but it's really you know you're hunting big game that that's all indicative to england so us in the united states can trace our roots back uh predominantly to the european hunting culture which is something that you know hunting and fishing and trapping and outdoor culture uh it, it's maybe done a little bit differently maybe it's cast a little bit differently and displayed differently but yeah. in general when i watch your Nowadays. videos yeah when when i watch your videos and i'm sure john does too you got a spinning rod you got a soft plastic you got a beer and you got your your clothes on and you're just out there fishing no different than we do no 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 and you know, to um, I've said this before. I've, well, I've said it a million times. Uh, me and my brother, we, we literally fish with 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 cheap with the cheap cheap stuff. Um, yeah, well, I, I broke me rod a couple of weeks ago, but that rod that I broke literally cost. If I I got it from Decathlon and I bought it for less than thirty quid, uh, the reel was. Um, less it was it was it was another 30 quid so it, it caught the 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 reel and the rod together cost uh it was under 70 quid and i had it for more than four or five years 
I had it for at least five years. I think, or not maybe maybe not five, but at least four, using the same rod, the same reel. I did change, you know, obviously, you know, leaders and and the braids, and and I lost a ton of hooks, jig heads, uh, years. <laughs> John's laughing. <laughs> um but it's it was the same rod and the same reel and i caught a ton of fish and i'll tell you something else mate it's you know we there's this perception that angler fishing is a is an expensive hobby it 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 can be but it doesn't have to be it's you don't have to go for the for the expensive stuff you can if you want if you've got you know if you got the dosh for it go for it you know buy you you will catch fish on the with the cheap stuff you will like your grandparents like me uh, my grandparents they were probably or they were probably going out fishing with a a piece of stick mate like a bamboo or something and they only they they weren't losing fox rage or savage gear stuff they were literally using homemade spinners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, and they were they were they were catching fish. They 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 literally they they were catching fish because they went. My granddad, I can I, I'm speaking from my granddad. When he he went out to fish, it was literally to 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 eat. He went out there. He, he wasn't. I he probably enjoyed it, but he went out there fishing to catch fish to eat to bring back home. For his miss, for my grandmother and and, and uh, me, me mum or me dad, probably, and you know for for his children. But he literally, he, he, if he caught three, four, five, six fish within in in ten minutes, that was it. He wouldn't fish any longer. He was back home, bringing, you know, the grub. Um, and I mean, we we tend to, I mean, we regard fishing as a play, you know, a hobby, and we enjoy it. So. You know, I don't mind going out there fishing for far, four, five, six, seven hours in straight and, and not catching anything. I'm enjoying it. You know, I just love being out there, you know, casting. Uh, but our grandparents, went when they went fishing, it was probably more for, you know, t- to eat. Mm-hmm. So if they, they weren't using the expensive stuff that we, you know, the expensive stuff that we have the that we're lucky to have like you know all these different lures and all these different spinners and braids and, and leaders and rods and reels they they used so if if it was good enough for them it's good enough for us and i just hate seeing newbies you know um i've seen comments on on instagram asking oh what do you think about this rod or what do you think about this reel and i was like I, you know i google the the stuff that they mentioned and they cost like three, four hundred quid. Well, oh. you've never fished before, and you're you're ready to go and buy a three, four hundred uh, quid rod to start off. Go for the cheap stuff first. It will you will catch. I mean, you guys, Brian, John, you you, you might you know you might not agree with what I'm gonna what I'm about to say, but I I I genuinely I genuinely think that fishing. Catching a fish, it's it's eighty percent luck, twenty percent skills. I don't know what you think about that, but and I, I know I know fly fishing is a whole different game. It's it's you know skill maybe eighty percent skills, but you know you're fishing, it's eighty percent luck. And so, 
So you were oh, shut up, you talked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Here we go again. You know, so recording so, in progress. So I had to I had to cut off Jason again so I could go deal with some business here. Uh, anyways, you were talking about these kids. They were they were going out there looking for these. You know, what we I guess we would call U.S. you know dollars three hundred dollar fishing rods. Uh, and and you know you guys are like three to four hundred quid. Uh, and and um, you know not needing that level of gear where do you think wh why do you think these kids you know think that they have to have that well because they're watching too much uh youtube and they see um them professionals you know and i'm not judging i haven't got anything against people entering tournaments and stuff like that but like the van what's 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 his face called um van van something he's a well-known american uh kevin van dam yeah that's the one that's, yeah <laughs> yeah and I, I always tell them look start watching him and start what and start watching bill dance <laughs> <laughs> Last time Bill Dance was mentioned on this podcast, the internet broke. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, there you go. I, lo I, I love the bloke. I fucking love him. <laughs> Although I'm pretty sure a lot of it's staged. It is. And, one, you know, I love Bill Dance to death. You know, being from Tennessee, I spent so long in Tennessee, you know, that's where I grew up. So Bill Dance was like this fishing icon to us. You know, by the way, you can buy an autographed Bill Dance hat. Uh, with a T from the, his website. The, the orange hat, yeah. the white and orange hat. Yeah, oh, the, yeah. The, the oh, so Tennessee that, volunteers. that Tennessee Vols hat. Yeah, that Tennessee Vols hat was ga uh, given to him by one of the coaches. I don't remember what year it was, but and so he always wore it. But you can get an autographed one for like 20 bucks. Well, it's like, not all. Hey, yeah, no, I'm not even kidding. Like hand signed Bill Dance, like 20 bucks. But <laughs> but one one thing he does that kills me is uh when he when he <laughs> when he's fighting these fish on the spinning gear, his rod's straight up. And so <laughs> yeah. so so what that does is it makes the fish jump. Yeah, yeah. And and that that's why he does that because it looks it's good, good footage, for camera. It? it looks good for the camera. Yeah. yeah. But he he was a good tournament angler too, and you oh, know yeah. KBD he's a good tournament angler. We we ain't talking bad on them fishing. It's just no 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 definitely pop, not no, popular. No, no. Yeah, just popular but, fishing. Yeah, no. But yeah. what I meant to say was that I think a lot of these um, new well these new newbies yeah. that one start fishing, like and it don't matter if it's fishing or or, or any other sport. Yeah, is they always want the the expensive stuff. They want the jordans they want the savage gear they want the whatever yeah um and i don't know why i just don't know why i mean if their parents or or, or themselves can afford it fair enough you know go for the, ex the expensive stuff but it's just i think that you can you can start with a low budget you can go for a low budget rod and still catch fish absolutely and i'm i'm and I'm the living proof of it. I've, I, I, you know, um, we literally our, our rod, the, the rod that me and me brother use, costs less than thirty quid. Uh, same thing for the reel. Um, do catch fish. Well, me more than him, but 
but yeah it's um it, you do catch fish and it's just it's it's a marketing thing i think it's and you know all these big brands have managed they've done a tremendous job you know to promote their stuff and um you know sell you know to put their brand out there but you can literally start with a lot i'm with a combo of like uh less than 100 quid or 100 dollars whatever you you will catch fish and if you don't like fishing you know what put it aside you have what you've lost 100 bucks so what sell it mm-hmm. you know you could sell it for maybe 50 60 quid so you've lost what for 30 to 40 quid and that's it Absolutely. so it, it's um it, well that's you know it's 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 you know it's it's just the, the it's the way i see it basically you, you you don't have to go for the expensive stuff and i'm you know i'm pretty sure that the expect the exp, some of the, the the expensive stuff out there does help they've got their benefits and their pros and everything you know 100 you know I'm, I'm not i'm not arguing that but it, like the rod i was using for so long uh it was a five to no sorry I can't remember the power of the rod, but uh, I was literally putting that, you know, I was, I was fishing with, with uh, jig heads well under the, the limit or well above the limit. And I could literally, I could still uh, feel a bite on the, on them rods. So um, you don't have to go for the expensive stuff. Dude, you're, you're preaching to the choir, you know, that's, that's great. Like <laughs> that's all. That, that's really fantastic because you know that's we, we share the same beliefs like uh completely you know that's that's partially i guess why this podcast exists mm-hmm. is uh because you know all these pop popular culture uh, i'm not going to say it has tainted this sport but it has it has left a lot of misconceptions out there yeah. that need answering and one of them is that financial wall to get into the sport which doesn't really exist and like you just said man cheap stuff doesn't mean cheap quality it just means affordable exactly. you know yeah yeah fish what you can afford if you can afford the two thousand dollar rod and reel setup oh. and all your lures and tackle bags and stuff if you if you can afford that go for it go for it yeah if you if you can only spend 20 bucks go for it you know, I'm not going to judge you. <laughs> oh, yeah. But there's so many videos on YouTube about people going going to, uh, what, what, uh, what is it called, uh, Walmart? Mm-hmm. And they yeah, buy the, the cheapest. Yeah, they go out there and there's so many vids. And they go out there just to, to test uh, the cheapest rod that they, they've got to offer there. And they're catching. They catch fish. They literally do. And there's the footage there the, to, to prove it. It's not like they're faking it or lying about it. There's, you can literally see them casting and they do, you know, they do say fair enough, you know, you can't cast, you, you wouldn't be able to cast as far as with a proper rod, but you can still cast, you know, and they do catch, they do catch. They literally do. Yeah. That, that's one thing that uh, we've, we've always talked about is, is that, you don't have to have the super expensive gear. You don't have to have the top of the line gear. You don't even need to have a, a, a tackle complement of thousands of dollars. It, you know, hooks, sinkers, 
some plastics, some bait, you're fishing. That's it. It's it. You're done. As long as it falls within the laws and regulations of where you're fishing, you can be out there fishing. And, you know, uh, and, and when you're going for that advice uh, on, on the fishing, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of it out there. There's a lot of advice. There's a lot of opinion and everything else. Um, you know, but we always tell people go, go observe, you know, go see what everybody else is doing when they're doing something. So, you know, you're, you're spot on with that. And I think it's important that, that, you know, for the future of angling everywhere, uh, all over the world in Britain, in Europe, in, uh, you know, the, the U S you know, North America, South America, that, that the accessibility to that is there. Um, something I, I kind of wanted to ask you because, you know, we, we don't hear a lot about that, that British fishing culture and, and where it's going. Are there, are there quite a few kids that, that get into fishing and hunting and trapping there in, in, uh, the UK? Not as much as I would like to be, uh, it's kind of, um, like I've got, I've got three sons yeah out of the three uh two are interested in, in fishing um one is he's literally not interested he doesn't he, he like if he could he knows he would be he he would know how like he does know how to fish he just doesn't enjoy it he just doesn't enjoy it and i'm not <clears throat> i'm against uh, sort of forcing someone to do something just because your dad or your granddad or whatever was doing it. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, if, if, if he doesn't like it, I'm not going to force it. I'm not going to force him to, to, to come with me and fish. Um, if he's not enjoying what he's so, um, but yeah, I think it's people are, especially children are less and less children are, um, it, it's, uh, I think one eventually it will kind of, uh, disappear unfortunately um especially because there's more and more restrictions it's, it's the, the governments uh well the uk in england anyway they're, they're making it harder for people to go and, and fish um and the fines are i think you know if the 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 bailiff uh, they, they can literally if, if you're if you're missing some kind of document or not doing something right or within the law they can literally confiscate all your gear uh, and they do it does happen and so people are just not into it anymore um you know they they can literally go into any supermarket and buy any fish they want there so why go and you know spend you know one hour two hours trying to to catch it and and get and risking a fine or whatever uh you know just for trying to catch one so i think it's a dying um it's it, it's like so many you know, so many other things that now you know this today's generation are just not interested in, in it because they got they have it easy basically that's the way i see it they have it easy there's internet there's youtube there's playstations xboxes whatever you call them they're they're not interested they're they're just not into the the what we like um like i said you know, earlier, it's like our grandparents, they, they, I mean, I, did your, did, did your grandparents, granddads go out fish 
for fun or did they just go out to catch something to eat? You know, um, for me personally, uh, I never, I never got a chance to go fish with my grandfather, but from what my dad says, uh, it was both, you know, they would, the, sometimes they just go out and catch and release for fun and just, you spend a little time out there. And then a lot of times it was for food. <laughs> and I know for me and my, me and my dad, uh, we used to, <laughs> my mom, she, she told him one time, she said, well, did you catch any fish and he said well yeah we caught a bunch of fish she's like well next time why don't you bring some back <laughs> yeah uh so everything uh, so it, my grandpa he was he was uh, a trapper and big game hunter uh and uh he, he was a true woodsman, you know, uh, he, he was a logger. So, uh, you know, he, he'd go out and be out there. He's a man of the woods. So he, he, he made his livelihood out of the woods and, uh, everything that, that we caught, it, it went on a stringer. It came home, not out of control, but, uh, that you, let's say you got 10 fish on your limit. Uh, three or four got eight that night three or four got eight for breakfast the next day, you know, or, or five or whatever else. Everybody ate on that. Uh, you know, if we went out to fish because grandpa got hungry for trout or grandpa got hungry for catfish or, you know, something like that. Did, did we need to at that point in my life? No, but um, when he was growing up, so, so my grandpa was uh, from uh, North Carolina up in the Appalachians uh, in, in that area. Uh, I came from a family of 15. Uh, I, I can tell you growing up during the depression in the United States, all that stuff that there was not a lot of food and money to go around. They, they did literally do it for survival. And he was very, very good at catching fish. And, and th there, there was no consideration given to, Oh, I'm going to go out and waste bait and catch this thing for fun. Uh, if, if we were fishing channel cats, it, it went into a gunny sack, you know, it was, it was done and over with it. it he's like, you're gonna keep that fish. You know, that, that was it. Grandpa said, we're keeping that fish, you know, that, and, and it went the same way for trout. It went the same way for perch. It went the same way for bluegill. It went, you know, if we were out there fishing and a fish got hooked, guess what? It was going to get eight and it didn't matter what it was. And, and that was more of a cultural <laughs> thing. So, uh, you know, th there was that, um, we, when he went out, he, he said one time to me, he says, I'm hungry for deer meat. And I was like, I, I I'm thinking to myself in my youth, I'm like, it's not deer season yet. He's like, I'm hungry for deer meat. We're going outside of the <laughs> orchard. I'm like, Oh, okay. I, I get this grant. Now grandpa's dead okay. now. Yeah. Grandpa's dead. So, uh, the, the game warden, you can go write a ticket and pin it on his grave. But, uh, yeah, there, there, there were many times where there were, there were deer that were taken with a sub caliber rifle outside of the orchard and, uh, consumed. So, um, I, I did not, uh, know about it when I was younger, <laughs> that that was highly illegal, but grandpa said, I'm hungry. <laughs> that was it. Grandpa's going to get food and it, and it involved the 22 and a uh, bottle of wild Turkey. So, uh, I think that's all I want to say about that. <laughs> good old days. Oh, oh yeah. It was a good old day sitting there next to grandpa, you know, uh, at blazing sun in late July, you know, and definitely not deer season. 
Yeah, yeah, he's like, we gotta work quick. <laughs> oh, bless. Oh man. Yeah. So yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, that I, was. Yeah, I can relate to that. Um, especially, I, I remember my dad uh, driving in the in the English countryside, and um, I, you know, I was only a kid, but I, I remember that he used to accelerate a bit. Like uh, whenever he saw a pheasant in the middle of the streets, for some reason, he he <laughs> he'd like probably go, yeah, it. yeah, and then yeah, and if he. If he hit it, it, it went straight in the boot. <laughs> we're, we're eating pheasant tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny that, but like you said, of... outside the the hunting season. Yeah. yeah, you know what's so funny to me is is so... we talk about we talk about this right, and and this is what we were brought up with, and now you know we're very on top of having our licenses and following the regulations and making sure we check across all the T's and dot all the I's and do all this other stuff, you know, and, and we were raised with a, with a generation of folks that were just totally different from us. Uh, and, and, you know, it was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to go, you know, in your case, I'm going to go run that pheasant over in the middle of the road. We're going to throw it in the back of the car. We're going to take it home and cook it. You know, uh, I, I, I knew folks when I was a kid that would go destroy a car for a deer. Uh, it, you know, it was kind of like, I scratch my head now. I'm like, why did these people do this? You're like, you're sitting there in the front of the car and all of a sudden it speeds up to, to you know, uh, 120 kilometers an hour or whatever, 80 miles an hour. You know, and you're just like, boom, gone. And and here's like glowing eyes. And they're looking, you're like, what is that? Gone. And you're like, and then the screeching of the brakes, they get out and they're like, oh, it's still kicking, you know, it's like. Open how, the boot. How, yeah, yeah. Get it in the truck now, you know, that's what. And, and and I think about it now when we're so conscientious of following the rules and the laws. Maybe it was because we were traumatized as children with the high-speed vehicles and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like deer fur and, and crap scattered. It's like, why? Why did this happen? It, but fish too, you know? It, it's like, hey, we're going to go down here and fish. Watch out for airplanes because they can see the tip of your rod, you know? And you're like, really they can see it all the way up there They're like Shoot, don't move you know <laughs> like, yeah so you know I, I i hate to say this but um i i've been to um you know went out sea fishing a couple of times where we didn't catch i, I was i was i was just a kid and um we, you know they, they brought out a couple of times some of me unks my uncles, yeah, the 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 good old dynamite trick. Like if <laughs> if we were out there with you know and hadn't caught anything, yeah. yep, it's uh, <laughs> it happened a couple of times, and uh, they used to throw the the dynamite stick in there, you know, quick boom, yeah. and then you'd see all these fish <laughs> floating, and they're like they were scooping them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But like like we were saying, it, it it was it wasn't for fun. It was literally to put food on the table. Yeah. And if um, it, 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 you know, it's like we used to keep five, six, seven, eight, and the rest would go to neighbors or friends or other family members. Mm -hmm. And you know, it, it, it nothing went to waste. Exactly. Absolutely nothing. 
you know, with with fish, obviously, with with a, I mean, with even with meat, the the, you know, they would find stuff to do with the the skin, the bones, the it, it was crazy. Like literally, I mean, they would even eat the guts and the everything, literally yeah. everything, everything, everything. Like nothing went to waste. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. And that's awesome. Soup, the other would be exactly yeah. It's it's um, you know from what I mean I I I never um, saw this, but apparently you know years and years and years ago they would make pillowcases out of the the the, the fur uh, stuff like that. So literally, absolutely nothing went to waste. So I mean yeah, it's it's sad in a way that. You know, today the you know there's all these laws and restrictions and rules and, but I suppose people took advantage and like you know people start taking, and they you know the the governments had to put in uh, come up, had to come up with these laws you know to to prevent these you know certain species species um, dis- disappearing, but it, yeah, like you said, mate. Um, it, you know, our grandparents, like, it was, it was, it wasn't really a survival thing, but it, they, they knew what they was doing and they did it like in, um, nothing went to waste basically. So, you know, it's, it's, um, and I think that that sort of knowledge is, and it's, it's slowly, slowly starting to disappear. I don't know about, about in the States, but even the countryside in the UK, uh, you know, kid, today kids, even from from the from the countryside, dream about cities. Their dream is to leave the, the their village or their the country and, and to go and live in the cities. So all these sort of things, the, the start knowledge and and they're starting it, it's starting to disappear. Like nowadays, if you if you ask a country boy, you know someone from a village, you know what he wants to become when he grows up, he's going to say a lawyer, doctor, whatever you know. The teenagers nowadays the only thing they want to do is or, or whenever they got the chance they 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 leave the village weekends they're they're in the cities they just don't want to stay in the village anymore um it's crazy it's um it's sad in a way but i suppose it's it's the it's how you know today's world is you know i remember you know when i was i was six i'll tell you a funny story in our village um in uh in biddeford in uh devon uh me and a couple of mates we there was this farmer uh and he had he had like five six well he had no he probably had more but he, he had like piglets and we went and uh we we got all the piglets and with paint we wrote on the, on their backs numbers so we rewrote one, two, three, five, six, eight, and then we, we released them back in the in the on the farm, yeah. So he start, you know, he noticed that piglets were missing, so he started looking for them, and there was like, and, was, and he grabbed them and said, "Oh, one, two, three. Then he caught number, he caught number five, and he caught number six, and then he caught number eight. He was still looking for number four and number seven, and there weren't any because and he kept on for hours and hours looking for four and seven. But we literally wrote 
one, two, three, <laughs> uh, five, six, and eight. So there weren't. He he actually caught all the piglets that we, uh, and he was like. <laughs> It's, it, nowadays, kids, you know, they, they just want to stay in and play PlayStation, Xbox, whatever you call it. And and as soon as they've got the chance to leave the the village, basically, to go and become a lawyer or a doctor or whatever in the in the, the big cities. But you know, another I think a contributing factor to that, if you will, is you know, you know, we say people are more. I'll use the word soft, right? We say people are soft now in comparison. But I think we've been told of all this, all these bad and terrible things from the media and all that stuff. So we get really, you know, I, I bet, you know, we, we tell kids stories of stuff we did when we were younger, you know, back when we were hooligans. <laughs> and, uh, but I don't think they do that now because they're, you know, if I was a kid now, I'd probably be afraid I'd get shot doing some of this stuff. Like, I, I don't know, man. I, and, you know, you, you talk about the kids wanting to leave the village. Like, so we, I grew up in this small county, which I guess is how many people are in a village? Like, on average, would you say? Two, to th two, two three, four hundred, sometimes even less. So in, in our county, which had like three, like three towns in it, it had, uh, we had 10,000 people and that's in the United States. That's, that's, it's not incredibly small, but it's, it's small. Right. And, uh, it's just, there, there's no way that these kids could do what we were doing then and you know we all wanted to leave the county too we said oh hell we gotta get out of here there ain't nothing here and i look back on it now and i'm like i wish i still lived there <laughs> so uh, yeah. so maybe they'll come around you know give them a few years i doubt it i doubt it i doubt it because I, I, I i don't know in the in how it is in the states but um literally like Nowadays, it, they're literally loads and I mean loads and loads of villages are are dying because um, it's only old people living in them and uh, the the children have moved to the cities and that generation would visit on weekends but the the and that, that's it but the following that their children wouldn't visit at all because they would hate it as soon as like as soon as they would they they turned eighteen. They would literally say, nah, I'm not going, I'm, I'm staying here, I'm staying put. So, um, yeah, it, it's, um, and, you know, the cities here in Europe, at least in Europe, are growing bigger and bigger and bigger every year. So, it's sad in a way, but it's, it is happening. That's what's happening. You guys just need a redneck infusion. We need to come over there with some tractor poles and, uh, like I said, get get out, uh, get get out some. Oh, please uh, do. Yeah, get out, get out some shotguns and tannerite, and you know, go 
<laughs> go plant some bass and uh, we can, we can change the mind of those kids real quick. <laughs> that Xbox will go bye-bye. <laughs> oh, please do. Hey, bonfires. Do. And, yeah. <laughs> well, and I think, I think a lot of it, uh, like John was touching on and, and even you, Jason, both, both of you guys are spot on with this. It, it, there is a lot of popular media that portrays the, the uh, country life, if, if you will, the, uh, the, the rural life uh, as, as not being as appealing. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the rural culture, the, the rural society, that, that is really where we all came from was that, that agricultural rural society where, you know, yeah, when you were a kid, you guys were painting numbers on piglets and doing all that stuff. Most kids would be appalled to even grab a piglet now. They, they'd be absolutely terrified. They're like, oh, I'm not going to touch that. It's like, yeah, but yeah, you'll eat probably. pork chop, right? You'll eat bacon, right? Well, guess what? Wait until yeah. that thing gets up 400 pounds. You're going to be, you know, wanting to stuff that thing in your face once somebody else has done the dirty work. I think, I think that that respect of food isn't there. I think, you know, a, a, a respect of patience also is, is uh, lacking as well. Um, the, 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 and that's probably what's happened with a lot of fishing culture and hunting culture and trapping is, is that, that instant gratification that, that is out there. And I, like I said, I don't want to go too far off the philosophical track, but um, that, that's probably hurting a lot. And, and the thing that I, I, I'm not sure about, you know, as far as that goes is, is that there's a very concerted effort to keep people in uh, angling and hunting here in the United States. There's, there's some great organizations that are doing a lot of work, even the um, individual states here uh, with their departments of fish and wildlife, game wardens, they actually are trying to get more people to purchase fishing licenses, hunting licenses, go through hunter education, uh, learn about um, proper fishing technique, legal fishing techniques, everything else, uh, because there there was that stigma that you know, you know that and that and I, in in my honest opinion, I think that that is something that should be pushed um, in Britain as as of high cultural value because I do believe that that uh, you know the the culture of the hunt, you know the fox the fox hunt, you know. Uh, we, we, we think about the hounds chasing the foxes that is, that is indicative of British culture. Now that may, that may be indicative of, of higher society, but you know, that is still, um, it was, yeah, yeah, but, but still it was sort of it, the, the upper class. They used to do it. Right. But the, the fouling, you know, the, the being able to go out and hunt waterfowl and upland game and, and, and things of that nature, uh, that that's all stuff that these kids should be learning about as a, as a cultural thing. This isn't, this isn't a sustenance, but they should know about this and have the opportunity to experience it, whether they go out and they catch a Xander or they catch a perch or they catch a Wells catfish or they're, they're sea fishing and they're catching cod or, uh, what, what have you that I believe that, that that's something that, that is of high cultural importance in the UK. That that's my personal belief because a lot of our, our sporting culture comes from the UK. Our, our waterfowling, our upland game bird hunting, our uh, many, many of our sporting dogs are, are of English descent. You know, the, the, the English did not breed these dogs, you know, just, just because they look cool. They bred them for a purpose and that was to hunt. And, and they did a magnificent, you know, the breeders in early Britain did a magnificent job of breeding these. So there's this whole great culture, right? Not the, you know, overarching culture of the outdoors yep. in Britain. I would, I would love to find out how we could, you know, get some more people fired up on that, because I think, I think that's a really important thing. You know, that's, that just 
get those kids out there, you know, and it's cool that you're, you're taking your, your kids out too. Yeah. You might have one that's like, Oh, I know how to fish, but you know, whatever. But I think it's super cool. You're taking your, your, your kids out with you. I mean, he, he's more into, to, to, he's more into other stuff. Like, uh, you know, he's, he's a teenager. I mean, he's, he's mean, you know, he's going out with birds and, uh, you know, uh, he's into, you know, he's basically got other stuff to do instead of uh and he's he loves basketball so you know he's always playing basketball um but yeah it, it's i think that for not having taken I've lost the connection. Uh, no, you're you're still here. It, it just kind of broke up. Me? Yeah, yeah. I can still. I, yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. So, so I think you know the blame for for not maybe having taken the time to show their children. You know how to fish or how to hunt or how to trap you know set traps and stuff like that um it's who put the playstation into the household it's not the it's not the kid mm -hmm. you know he he hasn't got the money to buy a playstation it's the parents you know me for christmas or whatever um i remember me, me, me dad said, you know, the, just the television, you know, he, or me, I remember my grandmother saying that the, the television was the, was the television was the devil's work. She <laughs> hated it. Mm -hmm. She hated the, te the television. So, you know, I suppose we're, we're, I'm, I'm part, part, you know, it's partly my, yeah, it's partly my fault, basically. Um, and I'm part of the problem. That means I'm part of the problem in some way. Well, I, I, I can't uh, agree with that statement, you know, because I think that we, we do things for our kids that, that make them, you know, that, that give them opportunity to do other things. Obviously, you're, you're a working person. This is a, this is a challenge that comes up against uh, anybody that's out there that, that's a part of the working classes that the time constraint and John and I have talked about this a little bit in the past and we'll talk about more uh, in the future, but that, that time constraint that you have as a parent uh, when between um, making sure that things are taken care of uh, between uh, your working life and, and your relationship with your significant other, a lot of other things that do take precedence. Um, you're not always able to get the kids out like 24 seven to be able to do things. So there's, there's alternative entertainments that the kids need, you know, whether they're playing football or basketball or, uh, you know, any, anything like that. And you're, you're needing to take them to practice. So, um, yeah, I, I, I can't fault a parent for, for providing alternative entertainment for their kids. Uh, it, it's, a, it's more of a cultural thing, uh, you know, um, that, that, that I view it as, uh, you know, so I, I would really hate to hear a parent beat themselves up because, you know, uh, for, for some parents, they, they just can't always get out there in the field all the time. I mean, every chance you get, or, you know, if it's, if it's not financially doable all the time, it, 
you know, that's just life. You know, you hear people like, oh, shame on them for not taking them out and doing all this other stuff. Well, some folks work like crazy. John works like mad. You know, I'm very fortunate to be an educator and I don't have to uh, work all the time. uh, But but John works like crazy. You work a lot and my wife works all the time. And, you know, this is just a part of the, the, the life. And, you know, if, if there's opportunities that people can get out there and offer these kids to learn a little bit more, you know, that's, that's one part of it. But I figure that um, we're starting to get pretty late over in in your uh, neck of the woods there. Um, It's going (laughs) to just uh, see what the future holds for uh, two brubs. Uh, What do you guys got down uh, coming down the pipe? Well, like I said, in uh, end of this month, we'll we'll we I'll be leaving Belgium, so uh, new fishing spots, new species, uh, new everything. Nice. So yeah, it's um, looking forward to it. I'm looking forward. To it, <laughs> yeah, I want to see what you got going on. That's the you know, and and to know that that's oh, all coming it, down it, the pipe. So I lost you there, mate. Oh yeah, you're good. Yeah, you're good again. <laughs> good, dude. Uh, I kind of thought that might be the case. You're back. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I literally didn't hear what Brian just said. Oh, no, I was just saying that I'm excited to see what you got coming next too. <laughs> just uh, echoing John's sentiment. Oh. Me, me too. <laughs> me too. I, I, I just know one thing is it's going to be epic. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Oh yeah. Nice. Oh yeah. So um, I mean that's the good thing that you know we we never is you know we don't know what today is mate you know like we don't know what today is going to be about so you know why think of tomorrow so it's um, it's it's going to be different there's going to be sort of new surroundings new fishing spots new species uh, new everything same old mugs but everything else will be different. Well, that's it. We, I just we, wish I could come over to the States. And uh, I, I said, I always said that, you know, if one day I managed to go to the States, I'd, I'd make sure to ring, to, to ring, to ring you guys up and, you know, to, to sort out a, a fishing, a fishing session or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, if you come to the States, we got to make it happen. Uh, absolutely. Like, uh, you, you, we'll, we'll just completely burn you out. I mean, you'll, you'll go back. You'll be like, I'm never going fishing with those guys again. <laughs> between, <laughs> between but you know what's going to happen? Either we'll, either we'll end up in the nick or our, our wives are going to divorce us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, I, I can tell you right now, uh, if you were to come do a two brubs tour of the u.s uh we'd probably have to start down in john's neck of the woods that way you could get your large mouth because i can't guarantee a large mouth up here 
Uh, it'd have to get a large mouth. You'd have to get a small mouth. You'd have to get a striped bass. You'd have to get a Guadalupe bass. You'd have to get, you know, all that other stuff. And then, uh, you know, then we have to go after long nose guard just because, you know, that's, that's like, uh, what John's going after. So we all got to go beat up those, maybe some drum, maybe some redfish. And then I'll haul you out here to the West coast and take you to like three or four blue ribbon trout rivers and, and get you on some blue ribbon trout rivers, uh, uh, fly rod or not, yes. you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get you dialed in. Uh, we'll put you on the big river and uh see about getting you into a uh, sturgeon uh that way you can go back and say i know what a real fish fights like now uh <laughs> and uh uh maybe get you into some uh pacific salmon and steelhead too so uh i mean if you did a two brubs tour we could give you an experience like Christ. you wouldn't believe we'll I'll, meet I'll in have the, we'll, something. we'll meet in the middle with brandon <laughs> yeah <laughs> Hear that, how, how are the bars over there? Oh, they're good. They're good. Uh, they, sometimes they cut you off, but uh, you know it depends on how unruly totally you get. Are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have great bars, taverns, pubs, whatever you want to call them. As long as they serve them, cool, nice and cool. Oh yeah, it's all good. <laughs> So uh, before we wrap this up, um, so about, you're, go ahead. What about the moonshine? Oh, oh, you got to talk to well, John about you, that. You, well, moonshine, or you can get moonshine. Um, you can get the stuff you can buy at the store. You can get the stuff that comes in your mailbox from God only knows who, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> you know, you put some hair on your peaches, we'll get you some mailbox moonshine. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the mailbox moonshine, the, the big thing I can say about that is, is make sure whoever's making it for you knows what they're doing. Because uh, yeah, the, yeah. the first, what, yeah. 10 gallons is ethanol? You run your car on it. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. yeah, if they don't make it right, it'll kill you. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like... <laughs> and I've got, I've got some uncles that um, make their own whiskey, and uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it can be dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> highly flammable, make you go blind. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It, it's a big game. So a big Alex. Yeah, he would have. Said, he he had. Um, he once tried to make his. He built his own distillery. Sort of in in a. Sort of mini distillery and it blew up it, it literally <laughs> blew up and it's oh man <laughs> and he was like maybe 17 when he tried it oh he it was crazy mm -hmm. he he done it in his bedroom and it literally blew up <laughs> science project went wrong oh yeah no it, well, it wasn't a science project yeah i couldn't get it <laughs> he, he oh it was crazy but so yeah, Jason, I've, got, I've got uncles. Yeah. I was just going to say, so uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. You can go ahead, man. No, no. I finished. <laughs> I was talking uh, rubbish uh, I was anyway. Gonna, <laughs> I was just going <laughs> to say, so where, where can everyone find you via social media? Uh, well, on Insta Instagram and uh, Facebook. Yeah. And I think, I think we've got... I think we've got a YouTube channel. But, I, I believe uh, you do. I think we, 
but we've got like eight eight subscribers. <laughs> uh, you're up to eleven. Just letting you know. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you have the uh, you, you have the YouTube. You have well, it's a start, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So. So you have the Instagram and the YouTube, and uh, we'll put those in the show notes and everything else. You know, this has been probably the funnest podcast I've done to date. Honestly, I think that this has <laughs> been an absolute blast to have you on because this is this is it. it Cheers it, for having me. Oh, thanks we, for having me. We so much it appreciate it. It was my honor. Yeah, this was so much fun. Nah, uh, it, uh, the, the, the pleasure was all mine, mate. The pleasure was all mine. Nice thing, me. Well, it was uh, a pleasure. We're going to be putting all of your info in the show notes and, and sharing this out with everybody um, when this when this podcast comes out and then when we get it live. So, um, you know, to our listeners out there, please get over there. Follow Jason. Follow Big A get on with it with the two rubs fishing these guys are absolutely awesome i think uh, you know if if you're in the uk uh you're you're in their neck of the woods give them a shout out follow them uh, you know hook up if 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 you're you, you want to preserve fishing in in your culture and and you want to get together with some just good working class fishing guys you know these these guys are it uh, i you guys are just mesh it'd be like peanut butter and jelly here it's unbelievable because this is exactly our our fishing culture that's the whole thing you guys just jive with our fishing culture here in the u.s and it's like you know i i i want to hear good things happening and and you guys are doing good things and you're showing people that it's not impossible to go out and, and fish in in uh, britain it's not you know out unobtainable for the working class person to be able to go out and actually fish. It takes a little bit of education. It takes a little bit of time. It takes a little bit of effort and some patience, but you yeah. can do it. But just think about it, you know, the, the, the camaraderie oh, and the definitely. conversation and the community that, that is there. I, you know, John and I love seeing everything that you guys are doing and we love seeing everything else around you. But anyways, um, I think that's all we have here. Uh, Jason, you got anything else you want to throw out there before we uh, kill this one? Um, no, I, I just wanted to, to, to thank you guys again for having me on, uh, on this podcast. And uh, it, it was, it was a pleasure for me. It was an honor, um, you know, love your, your content, love your stuff. You, you're putting out there, the, the positiveness, um, the everything yeah god bless you and uh you know all the best that's all i can say thanks for having me no jason and it's, and thank it's, you it's literally a, it wasn't it was an honor for me thank you so much for agreeing to come on it, honestly man it's it's been a blast my cheeks are red not because it's hot because i've been laughing so much my sides hurt a little bit so thanks for that <laughs> well, man. i make you laugh i'm a clown <laughs> I'll make you laugh. I'm a clown. <laughs> well, what, Jason, what film was that? I don't know. Oh, uh, was that a uh, um, oh, House of a Thousand Corpses? 
I, I can't remember which film that was. I thought The Goodfellas. Oh, Joe the... Pecci. Oh, oh okay. okay, okay. I don't know why I was thinking. My whole of life as long as I <laughs> my whole life as long as I could remember. I always wanted to be a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. So, Jason, thank you so much, and and thank you for the no, always. Thank, thank you for the support, you, Brian. Thank you, John. All it right, was, it was it was my pleasure. It was great. You know, it was great seeing you in online in real. God bless you. You too, bud. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> All right, folks. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Working Class Fishing <laughs> Podcast. Uh, make sure you slide over to Instagram, follow us at working class fishing, uh, or um, go over to YouTube, you can follow us there at working class fishing. Um, you can also uh, email us. Can with I just any of say something? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Brandon. <laughs> Send a new bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Dust off fishing, uh, Brandon. Uh, uh, our, our friend Jason needs a, a fresh bottle here. So <laughs> um, anyways, uh, you got any questions or you want to add or uh, you got a guest suggestion for the podcast, make sure you um, email us at workingclassfish at gmail.com. Until next time, folks, thanks again for joining us. Hope you guys all have a, a wonderful day and get out there and catch some fish. Thanks, guys. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>